0: sucks, Star Trek sucks, when you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby, Star Trek sucks, Star Trek sucks, and if you prank call people at the old folks home, that's fine, but you better not tell them, Star Trek sucks, Star Trek sucks, once again, if you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off a of the nation. Star Trek sucks, Hello and welcome to Star Trek Sucks, my name's Leo and I like Star Trek Hi, I'm Jack, I don't like Star Trek And this is bonus content, you're welcome You are welcome Um, Jack, how are you today? I'm alright Yeah? That's good
1: I had a headache earlier, now I'm just sleepy Yeah It's gonna be a sleepy episode
0: I'm uh, fucking beat Um, I don't know if you knew this or listeners uh, know this Uh, Doing manual labor is very difficult Huh yeah. Haven't tried it. Yeah, I got up at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, it's Saturday, and as uh, longtime listeners will already be aware, I am working on renovating my house. Yep. And um, got up at uh, 8 o'clock at the, on a Saturday morning and helped uh, the guys build my uh, build my, my beautiful new home. And I am beat. Hmm. I am beat like a person who fails to comply with police officers. Ooh. Oof. Oof. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just jumping right into that. Yep. Um so uh we typically do for uh bonus content uh readings from Jack's favorite book, uh The Garden of Eden. Mm. Um but I unfortunately have left that book in my car, which is not at my house at the moment. So instead, we're going to do uh a little Mad Lib from Ooh. the Starfleet Star Trek Starfleet logbook. Okay. And um and we're just going to see how it goes, okay? okay. So, uh, Jack, first give me a um, uh, some some sort of a, a reference to time. It can be an hour, or it can be you know an an, uh, an era, or whatever. Mm,
1: uh, a fortnight, okay? Uh,
0: give me a location.
1: Alaska. Uh,
0: give me three people. Um, Jimmy Carter,
1: uh, Robert Plant, of Led Zeppelin and uh your next door neighbor
0: i assume you mean the cool one yeah the good one yeah yeah okay um give me three uh foods uh pizza sushi and uh potato chips uh give me three just general activities <sighs>
1: i can't think of three
0: activities uh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, COVID has been rough to you. Huh? It's been
1: really things are going really bad. Do you want bad. me to,
0: do you want me to just write podcasting <laughs> reading and eat, drinking chicory? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> things are going really fucking bad, man.
0: Uh give me the name of 3 uh types of games. Uh like board games or any kind of games. Okay. They can be outdoor sports or board games or sure. Okay. Uh Capture the Flag.
1: Mm hmm. Uh classic. Um chess. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh that that card game where you say, Do you want to play fifty two card pickup? And then you just throw the fucking cards everywhere like an <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um give me um a uh, kind of a general style of dress. Mm. Business casual. Good, good. Um, give me uh, three things that somebody could uh, give or receive as a gift.
1: Um, a house plant, a uh, gift certificate to Amazon, and then the functional equivalent of a gift certificate to Amazon: cash. <clears throat>
0: Uh, Give me another um, time reference. Another point in time.
1: Uh, A decade.
0: All right. Uh, Congratulations, Jack. You have just graduated Starfleet Academy. Sweet. Um, You are (laughs) ready to go on adventures aboard a starship. But first, let's celebrate your success with a party. Oh, boy. Uh, The party will take place in a fortnight uh, in Alaska. Among the invitees will be Jimmy Carter, Robert Plant, uh, and my next-door neighbor Colin. I'm kind of in, uh, offended that I'm not on the list. Um, you will be serving pizza, sushi, and chips. It was said among the invitees? <laughs> um, also, the, two of those people are dead. So. <laughs> the available the available uh, <laughs> activities at the podcast or at the uh, at the party will include podcasting, reading books, and drinking chicory. <laughs> <laughs> This, sound, just, this sounds. This sounds bitching. You're going to just show people around the uh, around the party location, yeah. just like this is the podcasting nook. This is the chicory drinking chair. Um, I mean, I want to be clear that the reading nook
1: and the chicory dr- drinking area are the same place. <laughs>
0: um, there will, of course, as with any uh, good party, also be games, uh, including capture the flag, chess, and fifty two card pickup. Uh, People are asked to dress in business casual. (laughs) This party sounds like absolute dog shit. (laughs) Guests are asked to bring gifts of plants, Amazon gift gift certificates, or cash money, and the party will end 10 years from now. Oh, God. (laughs) So that is your graduation party. I will not be attending. (laughs) well good that means that you'll that you won't be hogging the chicory chair all that's the, right. the whole decade well <laughs> it's my party i can
1: hog the chair if i want to <laughs> if i want to sit and read for 10 straight years
0: which i'm gonna guess you did <laughs> yeah that do, yeah, that, yeah that's, that sounds fine yeah um yeah anything else you want to do before we uh before we jump in i haven't told you what we're watching um i guess find out what we're watching yeah would be helpful um but no, not really. So we're going to watch what may be, as, as you're aware, uh, Deep Space Nine is my favorite Trek. Mm. Uh, and I've told you about this episode, um, and I think I've described it to you in detail, but I still, I don't think you get the full effect until you actually watch it. Okay. Um, so this is the Deep Space Nine episode called Little Green Men. Okay. And here we go.
1: All right. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and
0: Leil Cardoza. Hey, Thank that's you. Us. Thank you, Nigel. Is that that guy's name? I, whatever. That's my go-to stereotypical uh British name. Uh what sure. did you what did you think?
1: Uh, I think I get why you like it. Did you hate it? It was okay. Oh. I thought it was it was fine, but it was like I, it had the sort of tone and beats of like a Spielberg kids movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which
1: I think is what probably what appeals to it or appeals about it to you. Like I did, I didn't grow up watching that stuff really. Yeah. Um, but I I recognize the the sort of vibe yeah. that it's giving off yeah
0: uh, it's just it's just a mess around it's a mess around um, it's definitely a mess around <laughs> and i mean this is the i i can't remember now uh it's uh, it's been so long since i did my watch through i can't remember when rom really kind of starts to come into his own but it is before this right um because he has become an, an engineer on the station um you know in, in season one and i think into season two he's just this kind of uh, constantly beaten down by Quark, um, and uh, and he eventually, you know, gets a job, gets some of his own independence, and because right. you can always see in him that he's got more potential than than Quark gives him credit for. Right, um, and I really love his uh, his development arc uh, throughout the series. Okay, um,
1: I think this is my first time encountering him. Oh, is um, it?
0: You yeah. got you have to have seen him in background or something. Maybe he's in season, in season yeah, one. Maybe I don't know. I don't.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just so it's Cork's simpleton brother, but he's not. I mean, oh well, yeah, he's just—he's just—he's just, just bad at
0: speaking. Like, just—he's—he's like, he's bad at being a Ferengi in right. the stereotypical sense. Like, he's bad at being—you know—a a money hungry, hungry Ferengi. He's much more uh, sympathetic in general. Right. I um, mean, come on, there are a couple parts in this episode
1: where he absolutely acts like a fucking
0: doofus. <laughs> he does—he does act like an absolute moron, uh, like fairly often. He's that. Uh, I don't know if it if if you would qualify it as like a, as savant or whatever but he's like he's very he becomes a very good engineer right. um and uh, and he, and over the course of the series he shows himself to be very bright in certain areas yeah. um, but then yeah you're right he will a little bit of a uh, situation <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit of a rainman kind of a situation yeah. um and uh yeah, so we've got so to cover the story, Cork uh, has been gifted uh, a shuttle by his. Well, uh, hang on. First, we start with a bar mitzvah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ferengi bar mitzvah, where uh, rather than give the the uh, the new man a, um, a gift, you buy his things yep. so that he can have money. Yep. Um, yeah, and actually, that's one of my one of my favorite one of my several uh high points of this episode for me is uh is uh wharf discovering so
1: so this this week on wharf being normal (laughs) he finds uh a tooth sharpener which presumably like the ferengi need to sharpen their teeth for like actual like biological reasons yeah
0: i i assume I, i i doubt it's ever been explained within an episode or something but um we're we're left to assume that their teeth continue growing like rabbit teeth. Yeah, like a, like uh, rodent
1: teeth. Yeah, which is basically what they have. Yeah. Because, uh, once again, they are not a flattering depiction of anything. Anything, that anything you might infer from. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to recover that. Yeah. Uh, but Worf immediately um, <laughs> is very excited about the idea of
0: just taking an angle grinder to his teeth in his spare time, <laughs> which makes you go like... It's it's never been established that, that Klingons have teeth that continue to grow. If they did, one would assume that he already has a tooth sharpener. Yeah, you would think. So that's not the case. That's not the case. He so just this, wants to do this for a hobby. Yeah, these are his only teeth that he's going to have. Yep. And he's like, let's put some points on these motherfuckers. Yeah. Let's get these things fucking pointy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh just thinking about that. He's not, I don't like, I don't like thinking about it. Don't like thinking about pointy teeth. I don't don't like like thinking about the process. I don't like thinking about it in the context of his and taxes, eventual sexual relationship. Mm. That's yeah. Yeah. That's uh, (laughs) a, that's a little weird. Um, but yeah, so they have, uh, the, the sale of his stuff, um, which Quark interrupts to, uh, let, uh, to let Rob know that he has received the shuttlecraft from his shifty cousin gala. Um, they, I love, uh, just in general, um, when aliens quote human literature. Right. Because <laughs> Quark like, gets in his captain's seat and he's all like, all I ask is a tall ship and a load of contraband yeah. to whatever. Cork has never read what that's from. Nope. Cork hates humans. He does. He, th- he
1: finds them contemptible. He's, he not, he he's also, not reading
0: human literature. He also hates literature. That's tr- also true. Yeah. His only use for any form of art is to sell it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's not reading books. Yeah, he reads the rules of acquisition from front to back, and then he starts back he just, over at yeah, the beginning. Flips that flips that son of bitch right back
1: over, and <laughs> yeah, just gonna go, just gonna run through it one more time. And that's the. That's it. That's that, what
0: he reads. That is that is his book. That's the book he likes. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know it's called something else, but I cannot my brain automatically changes the name of the thing they're smuggling to ketamine every time I watch this episode. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I don't know if, uh, the chemocyte is what it's actually called. I don't know if that's real at all uh, or if it's just a made-up thing for for, for the show. I'm
1: going to go ahead and say that I don't think there is a uh, space mineral that makes you time travel that anybody knows about.
0: Well, I mean, not normally, but if you pump plasma and then modulate <sighs> yeah um which i mean who cares like honestly oh, yeah. who, like, fu- who fucking cares it's, like it's, it's the same thing with uh with with uh, the voyage home yeah it's like we're, we're gonna fly this klingon bird of prey super fast around the sun yeah fine uh, yeah okay you're gonna time travel fuck it yeah fuck it, fuck <laughs> it. like who cares uh well yeah. and we've
1: already seen like i was thinking about this the other day Because we kind of got into this on the regular episode too, like on a recent regular episode, I should say, Um, like the techno babble, they have a hard time hitting the sweet spot. Because they did do one episode that was like actual hard sci-fi, and we both fucking roundly mocked it for being incredibly fucking boring. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The one with the intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Which I still stand by. Like if that was a short story, I would have thought it was cool. Yeah. Not. Not a not a good approach for TV.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they failed to. They yeah. They swung too hard in the opposite direction, and the science was too real, so real to the point where you are like, I do not care.
1: I mean, I thought it was a cool idea. Like that yeah. someone had actually come up with like a real sci-fi premise of like, okay, here is how this could actually happen. Yeah, and but then like, yeah, it was so man, fucking boring. Explaining that in a forty-five minute TV episode <laughs> is. I am going to go ahead and say impossible and don't try to do it yeah I just mean, don't try it based
0: on the evidence currently available i i feel that we can call it uh, yeah not yet proven to be possible right if, if else. <laughs> um,
1: unless it's just unless that's just what the tv show is and you don't do try to do any narrative at all right like like the tv show is just a guy the show is called hey i had a cool idea and then a guy just tells you his cool idea for 45
0: minutes. <laughs> Depending on how good. Check out Jack's new YouTube series, <laughs> Hey, I Had a Cool Idea, where Jack just tells you his idea. This is. It's so funny that I don't smoke weed because that is the most weird brained <laughs> idea I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> and I don't smoke weed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you're working on your weed guy aesthetic. You, uh, yeah, you know. that's
1: right. We did talk about weed guy aesthetic, which, yeah, I, a YouTube channel where I tell people my
0: ideas. Incredible weed guy energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, st- and start right where you're, like, when you're, you got to record right when you're, like, at the apex when you're, like, where your Adderall is working for the day. Mm. So you're just fucking in the pocket. Yeah. And you can, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and just talking for, like, yeah, just. Yeah, um. So yeah, so they la- they crash land on Earth in 1947, um. And from there, it's like you said, it's a very. It does feel kind of like ET.
1: Yeah, that's what it was reminding me of the most.
0: I don't know why it took me that long to come up with ET. Um, but yeah, which I mean is clearly what they're going for. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's that's that's not by accident, and and I and and I have to say again, comparing this to season two of Next Generation, um so much more successful at everything that it attempts.
1: Yes, it's a competent show. Yeah. Like I, there's there's some things I want I make fun of. I'm still going to make fun of uh some things that it did, but it's it seems like a show that's made by the same level of professional that makes all the other shows. Yeah. Instead of like a very ambitious high school theater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. They like you can clearly see the steps from concept to rough draft to right. full execution. At one point, there was a storyboard, I bet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and pe- probably people looked at it and rearranged things on it yeah. to make it flow better. Yeah. 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 I bet that happened on this one, yeah. unlike most of the <laughs> Next Generation episodes we've seen recently.
0: Um, so speaking of that storyboard... Um, how many times on that storyboard do you think somebody wrote in big block letters, uh, "Get real preachy about bad things that happened in the twentieth oh century"? My <laughs> God, and and
1: and the person that they've chosen to His deliver quirk. the sermons is the most amoral, like as if as if a like hyper capitalist, ultra competitive society society. Wouldn't be poisoning the fucking shit out of their planet. Yeah. Wouldn't be selling each other poisons and telling them it's not poison. Yeah. They would be doing all of this shit. Yeah. Why would why
0: <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Why are Why do they take? Why if they they they're buying poison? Why are they doing that? Well, because somebody came up with a really great, extremely profitable way of convincing people that it was good for them. Right. And the people fell for it and it and I've, i'm given to understand that it tastes good and makes you feel good yeah so that's why yeah that's not hard to explain at all yeah it was extremely profitable right to lie to people about it
1: right and well, like when they're still on the shuttle before all this starts like Cork even says like who cares about the speed of technological innovation what we care about is ne- this quarter's profits which means
0: yeah you would sell anything to anyone yeah which, I mean, it's clear. Like he said, he makes that comment. Like if they'll buy poison, they'll buy anything. But yeah, it's it. It doesn't quite fit that he that he has such a hard time understanding the yeah, concept of no, selling people poison. There's
1: no fucking way the Ferengi aren't constantly selling each other poison. <laughs> yeah, and and also all of their manufacturing processes probably leave entire planets just
0: blackened <laughs> shells, just fucking, <laughs> just fetid rotting husks of planets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely <laughs> the case.
1: Um, I want to back up. So when they when their ship wrecks or whatever, it's very really unclear um, what happens to their ship. But the ketamine, and then yeah, they time go travel. they go down the K hole. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they wake up in in Roswell or you know whatever whatever yeah military area fifty one or whatever. yeah area fifty one situation, um, and then the camera pans past the cell that they're in to a calendar that says 1945. 47, but yeah. Or what? Yeah, 47. And it's like, it's the past, everybody. They time traveled to the past. Everybody I mean, check that out.
0: I mean, I appreciated the fact that they were giving you a, that they were giving you specificity. It didn't have to be quite as fast a panning shot, I guess.
1: I mean, and they also like hit a music sting right, right on it. And then went yeah. to commercial. And it's like, I think they might be in the past, yeah,
0: yeah, I think that you're you're right i was it was a, a little on the nose, yeah, they could have somebody could have just said nineteen forty seven sure or just said, I mean they could have just said President Truman, yeah, that would have been fine with me, yeah, that would have been an effective way to establish it, just like the the general and the captain could have been like.
1: I wish President Truman would have let us take down the the Ruskies after we'd already
0: beaten the Nazis. I mean, they they didn't even have to do... Like, they could have just done all the dialogue regarding President Truman right. as it was in the show. Right. And well, I mean, the that, calendar thing. That
1: makes it... I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I would have figured that it, it's post-war period, but they might. Nah. That doesn't actually make it that... Expl- anyway, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that, and I cannot remember if this is the first introduction of Ferengi, Heaven, and Hell. Uh, that was incredible. It's so good. Yeah, it's so
1: stupid. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it is. Like, that's not the function that religion plays.
0: It does if you're a purely capitalist society, no, that- supposedly.
1: <laughs> that's so... Such a fundamental misunderstanding of everything.
0: <laughs> well, well okay, so here's what I like about it, because we've talked about how uh, the show j- in general, uh, you know, misapprehends or misrepresents uh, like what capitalism really is and how it, fun- how it actually functions right. with regard to the Ferengi. And I, and, and what this does is it changes w- their, their belief system to what is functionally equis- uh, equivalent to a, like a religious mythos. Um, which means that it doesn't have to actually function the way that we conceive capitalism. Uh, conceive of capitalism, uh, it 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 legitimately is this right. You they know, feel like they're called religion. upon
1: by God to acquire, like to accumulate and, and exploit. Yeah, but it still misapprehends because that's a system that requires people to. That we're, it's a system that requires losers. It requires an exploited class. And what are they? What do they think about all this? Right.
0: But the, <laughs> what, that, what are they? What's going on in the factory workers' mind? Well, I mean, there's never any representation of factory workers in in uh, in Ferengi culture. Well, no, because it, because they explicitly. But Quark does make the comment as he's leaving the bar that if he left any of his Ferengi waiters in charge, that they would rob him blind, uh, which is you know another reminder of the fact that everybody is the dupe in Ferengi society.
1: Right, but it still it still just doesn't it doesn't work
0: because it's it, it doesn't work within like within an actual capitalist system. Right, so you just have to accept it as like this is the foray yeah, version well, of capitalism. Well, it's capital. an absolutely
1: it's an absolutely impossible economy because it is based on the idea that everyone is 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 exploiting everyone else via trade deals. Yeah, which is that's not that can't happen. <laughs> That doesn't, that's not, you can't just keep creating value by like trading the same thing back and forth with each other, but ripping each other off every fucking time.
0: I uh, I believe you're forgetting the parable of the uh, snake that ate its own tail mm. and was successful. And
1: how that, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it became a, a much cooler, bigger snake. Yeah. Because of all the food it had gotten.
0: Yeah. It got a bunch of, it discovered an, an endless food source or for example- uh, the the parable of uh the little bird that you tap it on the head and then it hit mm, the drinking bird the yes. drinking bird yeah
1: I was gonna say the parable of the 2008 financial crash but <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the parable of the five balls that are on like the little things and you clack them and uh, then the they Newton just, balls yeah and they just keep clacking forever I assume I mm. think I don't know haven't looked into it haven't uh, going no way to look that information up um. So yeah there like I said several really fantastic ju- and, and again this sh- this episode is deliberately very funny. Right, um, it's goofy. Yeah. yeah. Uh and so we get to the uh universal translator scene mm. <laughs> where their universal translators are not functioning and they start smacking themselves in the head and the humans start mimicking them. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: it's fun. It's broad but it's fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very literally slapstick, but uh, yeah. I guess not literally. But uh, yeah, it's 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 just super fun. Yep. Um, I have almost no notes here because I was just enjoying watching the. Episode I didn't write again.
1: down much either. Um, they get their translators working. Um, oh, oh, oh!
0: Before they get their translators working, working, uh, the nurse chick. Uh, is taking Quark's blood pressure and yeah. it's before the translators are working, so he says something in Ferengi, but there's one word that is discernible and it's Umox, which is the Ferengi word for the ear hand job. Mm. So This cla- ties into the thing I was about to observe. <laughs> yeah. So classic Quark uh requesting a hand job uh from from the human nurse who's taking his blood pressure and then yeah, later on uh, uh later
1: on the child one who I'm gonna call Forp because I don't remember his name <laughs> Don't tell me. Okay, uh, <laughs> florp so it is. Forp, uh, Forp sexually assaults
0: the nurse. He, uh, yeah, yeah. He um, tricks her into giving him a hand job. Yeah, that's sexual. I'll round that up to sexual assault. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, it's sexual m- misconduct. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Certainly. It, it, it would get assault it. is hard because it's like, is it con? Is it assault if you con somebody into doing something to you? Yes. Is it? I think so. It's not good. It's not good. We can we yeah, can we, can, we can land on that and move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have to and then
1: and then parse the descriptors. Well the really <laughs> cool part of that scene is his dad <laughs> upon seeing that his kid has conned a woman into giving him a hand job. It's like what if I get a hand job too here with my son? My adult my my young adult son who I was just about to send off to the academy. Yeah. It's good. What if we just get get trick hand jobs together is like a it's like a going away bonding ritual. Yeah.
0: We'll just both <laughs> tricked the same woman into giving us both hand jumps god
1: damn it okay like like a real father and son time kind of thing
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it should have been cork in that scene because that seems like the kind of thing you do with your uncle not your dad
0: yeah that's true too <laughs> but it was also it was it was such a perfect nog or, or rom moment uh nog is the name of the son by the way nope. uh <laughs> It was such a perfect raw moment because, and and uh, Nog is generally like the smartest and and cleverest of uh, of the three of them, right? Well, because um, he's like the synthesis of of yeah.
1: Ferengi and humanity because he grew up around humans. Yeah, is what they're kind of portraying. That's
0: as. kind of yeah, that's kind of the thing. He's the first Ferengi to ever be admitted into Starfleet, um, and uh, so he is the one who's come up with this idea, being like, "Hey, when I when she was checking out my." Ears, I told her my ear hurt and she started rubbing on it, so yeah. yeah. She's gonna tell her my ear hurts again. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, Rom is like, Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, my ear hurts really bad. Yeah. 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 Also my dick's fucking <laughs> sore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I get a dick massage? Later? <laughs> <laughs> Uh hashtag... I think I heard it in the spaceship accident. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag dick massage. Uh, so yeah, they get their fucking universal translators working, uh, and Quark tries to to run a scam on the humans.
1: Oh, so uh backing up way back sorry. Um uh uh Forp is friends with uh Barack Obama Jr. Yeah. And they're having a a tearful goodbye situation oh yeah yeah um and then i don't know why i brought that up for a second i thought he gave him the book but no i uh, no, no no o'brien o'brien and, and she gave and, him the book yeah um dr Horney gave yeah. him a book that, or a uh, like an interactive encyclopedia that oh. that contains all of earth's history and he reads it for i'm gonna go and say like an hour and a half and he knows fucking everything about the 20th century well, it's still
0: a. It's got to be like a decent f- several hours, if not a couple of days, flight to Earth. Okay. Well, but still, yeah, he he's knows a
1: at lot. least incredibly lucky because I if I was like, hey, you're going to uh fucking Poland. Here's a book here's on- a book about the last thousand years of Polish history. Right. Just start reading it. Like wherever, go nuts, and you somehow manage to learn only very specific things to the 17th century. Right. That's basically the equivalent of what yeah.
0: he has done here. Uh yeah, you're right. The other thing I actually had, had I mean it's it's whatever. It keeps the story moving but it's kind yeah. of fucking stupid. Yeah. There there's there's a couple of the other things that were connected to that that I had forgotten about. Um one was that uh it's really funny seeing like kind of an anachronistic um technological um what what the writers thought technology was going to be uh in this you know series versus in original series because we've talked about this a bunch of times How everything's on tapes yeah uh in original series
1: we have we have matter we have we can teleport whole people yeah hundreds of thousands tens of thousands of miles yeah Still got all our shit on tape, though.
0: <laughs> still, still rolling with tapes. Faster
1: than light travel. We got... you know, you know,
0: the data just sounds better on tapes. Mm. You can really. I
1: prefer my data on vinyl. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, but so now they've upgraded and they've de- they've invented the iPad, uh, which good job, nineteen nineties, right. and they've invented the. But iPad. it's a
1: single-use iPad. <laughs> yeah,
0: single-use iPad. You have to have a different iPad for every book. Yep. So they're just. Slightly smaller and less cumbersome. Well, I mean, presumably it can hold a lot more than a book of the same size. Honestly, it's not r- really that clear. Like every uh, pad, they, say that they said
1: it's like, oh, it's like this big interactive program. And
0: uh- right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not just one book. I mean, it's holding a book that is a book that's the entire history of Earth. So sure, right. yeah, it's a bigger bigger than book than than well, you got, would like, and feasibly it, be able so. to to uh, to carry. But it's still like that's just that that pad is just the book of Earth. Right. Um and there's like a, a point where Worf um has uh like he and he and um Dax get into like some argument or something and she like takes his Klingon opera tapes away. <laughs> mm. Um and it's like you gotta have physical physical You still yeah. have physical copies of music. Physical copies of music. That's the thing have that, that on a
1: that we get now is a novelty. Yeah. That's like a niche hobby to have. Yeah. Is owning physical copies of
0: music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I own physical copies of music specifically because, uh, one, I thought it would make me cool, obviously. Right. Which Uh, it does. And it it obviously does. Yeah. Uh, And two, because I think it's a good way to make sure that you're, like, supporting the artists that you you care about. Right. Because they actually get paid off that. Yeah. Because uh, it is, which absolutely do that um which whatever you're going to do either even just buying the download but rather than just listening to all of your artists on spotify if you care about uh supporting musicians please buy their music um and their uh, merch um merch is a a great way to support them as well um speaking of merch uh, we have a t-shirt store Mm. (laughs) there's a link in the in in the show description uh and you can go there and you can buy uh whatever shirts we have come up with so far there are several of them Click the link, uh, go buy one. You can get masks, too, on Tee Public. So any of the designs that uh, we've come up with for shirts, also available in a mask. And if you have uh, an idea for a shirt, fuck, yeah. I'll make it. I don't care. Yeah, I'll make whatever shirt and put it on there, and people can buy it. As just, long as it's not
1: incredibly offensive. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't, I'm not. No, like Epstein did nothing wrong or anything like that. Or like up just a picture of a pack lid with that word that we're not going to say.
1: Yep. Not, not gonna, doing
0: that not doing that shirt. You're not making that shirt, so stop asking, Todd.
1: Um boy, we are somehow we get less and less linear the more we do this podcast. Yeah. We just did shirt plugs. Because <laughs> now I'm gonna <laughs> ju- jump I jumped to something from the beginning of the episode and then we did shirt plugs.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually gonna jump even further to the beginning of the episode because I had Perfect. forgot the point where because again you've got this weird like flirting relationship between Dax and Bashir still at this yep. point in the series because uh, she and Worf haven't started dating uh, and what did you know do you remember what Dax bought for Bashir at uh, Rom's oh, it was porn it was basically porn I mean it, it was holodeck porn yeah it was better than yeah.
1: d- good good porn it sounded yeah. like good porn
0: yeah I mean it was like massage booth porn, but it's, it's
1: i don't fucking... I, all I remember is him saying like it's a visit to the love goddess of whatever the fuck,
0: oh yeah, you're right, it wasn't even Which a, that's uh...
1: that's porn, yeah there's there what what would you do upon visiting a love goddess, yeah, <laughs> just ask
0: for i mean, do, I'd probably want to play chess, I'd probably also ask for tips. Which yeah, actually, would in, which yeah. would involve demonstration, some inst- which is still fucking. So. Right, but yeah. some instruction
1: wouldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: like any pointers. Yeah. You know, I'm also I'm always uh, down to learn new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, also, the the program was on physical media. <laughs> <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Bashir's like holding like a thumb drive or something. He's like, "What's this?" Rob's like, "Yeah, that's uh, the Love Goddess blowjob program." Um, yeah, and the, it's funny, too, because I can't remember if we brought this up when talking about uh, the way that holodecks work on uh, on DS9 rather than on Next Generation. Because, obviously, we've come to the conclusion, and the same conclusion that I came to as a teenager when originally watching Next Generation, was that holodecks are for porn, obviously.
1: I mean, all new technology gets used for porn. Yeah. If it's possible to do so.
0: But it is... Mo- anything,
1: anything that can represent an image... Maybe the first thing you're doing with that is porn. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but it is much more exp- not. I guess it's not actually explicit, but it is much more heavily implied uh, it, that the hollow suites in, in Corks Bar are, are for for pleasures, right? Um, where that's never really you know that's all just something that you've got to infer yourself in next generation. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we find out that. Uh, Odo has made the trip with them. Yep. Uh, surprise, surprise. And he's going to try to arrest Rom, uh, ar- arrest uh, Quark. Um, so did
1: you think there was like a weird foreshadowing that never happened when uh, uh, Forp is looking at his history book and he reads something about the Bell Riot and there's a picture oh, of oh, Cisco? Oh. Yeah, that's... Is that not just a- like a th- callback to another episode Yeah, or it something? is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I was like oh, is this going to go that way, and then it just didn't? I was like, huh.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, Cisco and I think I think it was Cisco Bashir and O'Brien. So uh, there's a lot of time travel episodes in this there's, series. I don't know if it's necessarily. Because We l- watched another one. Um, <laughs> which one did we watch? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The triple, triple episode yeah. is time travel, and then yeah, the Bell Riots one is time travel, and then this one. Those are the only ones I can think of. There might be more. Um, but yeah, they traveled back in time, uh, to a like mid 21st century i think san francisco um where there's like uh really really bad um wealth inequality and where there's it's basically like a uh a dysfunctional ubi system where Mm -hmm. if you don't have a job like it's, there's basically a ghetto built for the people who don't have a job and they are fed and taken so it's the UBI system from the expanse yeah kind of except it's with a ghetto so if you're on right. the UBI then you're you're like stuck in this one place and then uh, there end up being uh, this mass set of riots that were originally led by some dude from the actual timeline who gets killed like early on and then Cisco ends up uh, kind of taking that guy's name and leading the riots and so he ends up getting his picture in the history book hmm. Um. Oh, so okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the fascists get to take control, um the the general who just wants to torture everybody uh to find out what they really know because Cork has uh made the mistake of mentioning the Russians. Well, no. The general brings up the Russians. Cork
1: doesn't know fucking anything about what's happening. The general's like the Oh, right. Cork's right, right. like I'll just talk can sell to somebody else and Right, the general says the Russians. It's 1947. You don't say, I'm going to sell military hardware to somebody else and expect an army general to be normal about it.
0: Yeah, and that's another... Again, we always talk about how bad... How how bad Ferengi are at actually being salesmen? They're fucking horrible (laughs) at it. So bad at it. Because yeah, if you're trying, like, wouldn't you you be good at it? You you know that the person you're talking to is like a strongman type of character. You flatter him. You talk about how strong you're going to make him. You don't threaten about how cool he is. Yeah, you don't threaten to go sell your fucking advanced weaponry to his enemies. Right, dummy. Yeah. Um. But so he gets permission to torture them for information, yeah. (laughs) which leads to my favorite scene in the episode. (laughs) Uh, So first they try giving Quark sodium pentothal, uh, which again, like, it's just really funny because it actually addresses the thing that so often science fiction doesn't, uh, where a lot of times science fiction will be like, okay, well, we just... Gave him the same thing that works on humans right uh or like we figured out another thing that like you know the to use his truth serum or whatever, and in this episode they're like, uh yep, that this thing doesn't that do anything, doesn't do anything to him turns right. out whole different biology, yeah, like they're from a different planet or something yeah all all Which is like all the inside parts, how did all you know
1: that wasn't just gonna kill him,
0: yeah, also true, <laughs> like yeah.
1: That seems like the most likely outcome, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Inject <laughs> injecting unknown liquids into aliens when you know nothing about their physiology. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like
1: they barely understood what, they barely understand what pentothal does now yeah. to
0: humans. Does it just
1: like chill you out a lot? I think so. I think that's basically it. Okay, I mean, I barely understand what it does.
0: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, think I think that, it just
1: like lowers your inhibitions. A lot. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. Cause it's not, yeah. The, the description of it as truth serum is, is not actually apt. Um, right. Cause it just, yeah. Cause it's, cause it's possible to resist with training. Right. Um, it's just the average person is not used to, you know, being under pressure, but yeah. So, and, and <laughs> so they start threatening them all with violence and ROM immediately breaks. <laughs> Just instantly. Instantly breaks, tells him the truth, and then starts crying for his mom. No, no.
1: <laughs> That's not what he's crying for. <laughs> he's crying for his moogie.
0: <laughs> Which
1: he does by saying, I want my moogie. Yeah. And then punctuating every sentence that anyone else says for the next three or four minutes with a plaintive <laughs> scream of, <gasps>
0: Okay.
1: which I'm sure he's a talented engineer but that's the job where you occasionally encounter like high pressure situations and he doesn't seem
0: he doesn't seem like he can
1: handle it to now, be honest
0: now I'm thinking about him fucking something up on the space station and O'Brien yelling at him and him crying for his mom
1: yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the right role. <laughs>
0: it's not very professional, Rom. Come on, man, get it together.
1: Oh, uh. uh, but yeah, folds like a taco. Um, and then, and then Forp has the cunning plan of of getting them to untie him so we can hit the the general in that's fucking screwed. <laughs> I think it was the captain, but yeah,
0: one of the ca- yeah one of the other military guys. Which again. Good job. Take advantage of your disadvantage. You're short. Go for the balls. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. A little Sun Tzu action there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've already got a balls shirt, or I'd make a shirt about hitting people in the balls. Yeah. We already have one of those. Yep. Which you can get at tpublic.com. <laughs> okay, we don't need to do that. Twice. Actually, you can't get it right now because I I, uh, I took it down because the original design sucked ass. I gotta uh-huh. get a better. Uh, I gotta do something different with the picture of Q to make it work. Well, one of these days. One of these days, you'll be able to get a punch God in the ball shirt from our t shirt pu- our our t shirt public. Sh- yep. yep. Tshirtpublic.ru. Are <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Check it out. And if you get emails from us at t-shirtpublic.ru, definitely answer them and give them yeah. whatever information they ask if you. If they send you an attachment, open it. Yeah, definitely open it. <laughs> and if something goes wrong with your computer for, un- a for different reasons yeah. immediately after that, go to a different computer to open the email. Yeah. Go to the library. Open it on all their computers. <laughs> go to the Apple store. <laughs> open that attachment on as many... Why are we... <laughs> What are you doing? I have no idea.
1: This doesn't even benefit us <laughs> it in any way. Doesn't.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 So, they beat everybody up. Uh they get the two people um a lot of two-handed attacks in this episode. A lot of cuz like Odo comes out
1: of nowhere and 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 just beats up the the army guys, but it's it's a
0: lot of like Quenching both fists together and swinging them like a hammer. Yeah,
1: not a good not a good technique.
0: Yeah, I think that came originally from Kirk. I don't know why he started fighting like that. Yeah, but he's you know he's very famous for the like clench both fists together and then like smack somebody on the back with it. Yeah, and that and, apparent- for, and it
1: just knocks the shit out of just people just every time them he does unconscious. it, which. nuh-uh. So, as someone that that followed MMA um, for a number of years. Using both hands in an attack, like using them simultaneously, very good way to say, please blast me in the face. Yeah. Please just absolutely go fucking ham on my my nose and eyes and, and mouth
0: area. Well and also I'm gonna pause it. Um that whole because what Odo does is not the classic Kirk two hand smack on the back. Uh, it is the kind of, I guess you could say, like woodchopper maneuver. Yeah, it's you kind know, of like a, wood like a situation. but it's like a side up woodchopper maneuver. So it's like it it, it, it takes the, the arc of like a backhand to somebody's face, sure, but it's putting both of your hands together, holding them down by your side, and then flinging them up. At, I just don't think you're generating more force with that than you would by just, just punching somebody. Just throwing a regular ass punch. Just a big old haymaker, right in the yeah. right in
1: the right in the noggin. Yeah, and you're and you're somehow leaving yourself even more vulnerable than <laughs> almost any other attack I could think of doing. <laughs> yeah, like just let me get both of my arms out of the way of my entire body. Mm-hmm. You can just just. Take your
0: pick on where you want to just yeah. blast me. <laughs> you want you want to hit me in the balls? That's a that's yep. a vulnerable area. That's error. also I mean, open. Not on Odo, but well, yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, again, we're speaking of Odo. He doesn't have to use his human shaped hands. That's true. Well, yeah, you just he could make a hammer.
1: Well, you, he could actually really fuck shit up if he had any imagination at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things that I always drives <laughs> because as he goes through the show, he does get better at, at shape shifting um, and he's able to turn into all kinds of stuff. And in this episode, he's a dog for most of it, but he still can't not do his face like that. Mm. Cause it's established in the first season that the reason that his face is kind of like semi featureless is because he wasn't very good at, at shape shifting. Cause he wasn't raised by shapeshifters. shifters. Right. Um, he was raised by some Bajoran in a lab. Um, and, but it's like, Okay, dude, but you're good at it now. It's just his way of
1: holding on to his identity and heritage or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess. But the, but the other problem with it is that when he finally meets the other people of his species who, again, do actually live around each other and are good at shape-shifting, uh, and I think they're mostly immortal, um, they also, all like every other member of his species that we ever see, also has the weird shapeless face. Um, so... I'm
1: going to pause at an actual explanation to this that will be kind of horrifying, but I think maybe they do that to kind of seem less threatening because if they start, if they kind of drive it home, they're like, Hey, we can look like any one of you. We could look like you. We could go live your life. We could take your life from you. And no one, you know, would ever be the wiser.
0: People are not going to respond well to that. True. But, um, in the, in the, world that they live in that's not really an issue because they are openly acting as a uh as an occupying force mm. when they show up uh, uh, never we'll, mind then yeah because when they be cause, yeah because when they come into the story um they're like they're like planning on uh expanding out of the delta quadrant and into the alpha quadrant mm. and taking over it's a, it's like the story arc of the i think the whole fifth and sixth season something like that. Okay. And there's also like the society that they have built has three different uh classes that are all different species. So there there's them who are the the rulers, there are um these uh clones who are like administrators and then they've got these this uh warrior class. Um mm. anyway, it's a, it's it's a, it's a pretty interesting arc. It's yeah, one of the several like someday I'll watch this show. Yeah. I mean, you're almost through season 1. Yep, and I have been for a while (laughs) um that's all i got what do you you got anything else Uh, so
1: i just wanted to point out that so the uh there's a nurse and her fiance who's a generic smart guy yep um those people
0: are dead now those
1: people were taken to a black site and tortured and killed
0: yeah that was i think that the the big mistake that they made was uh driving off yep uh they should have lain on the ground and pretended to be unconscious they should
1: have had odo actually knock them out and Probably mm. administer some pretty serious injuries to them. Yeah, because they're dead now.
0: Yeah, um. <clears throat> yeah. They never got married. No, no. Although part of it is that, and I, I can't remember the name that they give her, and I have never looked up to see if, uh, if they like, if it's an Easter egg or something. Because she talks a lot about wanting to go to the stars and travel and stuff like that. Uh, and they're right. kind of setting it up as if she's going to be like somebody's grandma who right. you know comes along. Uh, later like the maybe she's the grandma or great grandma of the guy who invents I can't remember the name of the the scientist who invents uh, warp speed Um, but yeah they're setting it up as if she's going to be somebody's um, ancestor but yeah if that's uh, ever
1: confirmed then fine but uh, until then yeah they were uh, they were murdered by the government like yeah and not yeah they were really thoroughly interrogated and then yeah Thrown into the ocean, yeah, probably because that was not a time where the government was super normal about things like that.
0: I mean, they were normal <laughs> and consistent. Well, about- consistent
1: is one. That- <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Their norm, the normal thing that they would do in that situation is torture and murder somebody, right? Yeah. And that's a that's a great point to end on. Well, once again, we're in and on a high note. <laughs> We love ending on murder. Thank you for joining us once again, listeners. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter dot com at shipfacts at uh, who is Jack Gunn and at Leal like Neil. You can follow us on Instagram uh, Star Trek Sucks and on Facebook. Search for Star Trek Sucks. Again, you can find t shirts by clicking on the link in this episode. And I don't. Uh, did I forget anything? Nope. That's bye. Goodbye. If you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off a Banane Street. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. And if you pray call people at the Oval's home, that's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. Once again, if you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off. But of next, Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks.